0: Hello and welcome to PW Kids Cast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators creating books for children and teens. I'm John Sellers, the children's reviews editor at Publishers Weekly. Today, I'm speaking with Caitlin Alafarenka and Martin Ganda, whose book, I Will Always Write Back How One Letter Changed Two Lives, tells of their relationship as pen pals over several years while growing up in Pennsylvania and Zimbabwe. Written along with author Liz Welch, the book is being published in April by Little Brown, uh, which is sponsoring this podcast. By day, Caitlin Aleferenka is an ER nurse who lives outside Philadelphia with her family. Thanks for speaking with me, Caitlin.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Martin Ganda now lives in New York, where he works in the investment world and has helped found the nonprofit Seeds of Africa Fund, which supports economically disadvantaged children in Africa. Uh, Thank you for being here as well, Martin.
2: Uh, Thank you so much. Uh, We're very honored to be here as well.
0: So many kids have pen pals growing up. You know, I myself had one uh, for about a year or so before we eventually stopped writing to each other. But I don't know that a lot of these correspondences persist in the way that yours did. Caitlin, uh, why do you think your, your relationship with Martin was able to... Last,
1: um, I think Martin and I had a special connection as friendship that really opened each other's eyes to more of the world than what we were living in, and I think we needed each other in our lives.
0: Uh, Martin, what about you? What do you think uh, it was that allowed your your friendship to to last?
2: Uh, as Caitlin said, we we had something special uh, between us. We had a very strong bond, and uh, just the excitement that brought our relationship one letter after the other really um, made each one of us grow up together through the letters. And with each letter that we wrote each other, our relationship grew. We became more and more curious, more interested in each other as we learned about each other, as we learned about each other's background, each other's interests. Um, It just seemed like we were in the same place, but in different places.
0: The idea of chance is also, I feel like, such a factor when it comes to to pen pals. Um, You know, from the book, it sounds like the the fact that the two of you ever began writing to each other in the first place uh, kind of begins with Caitlin choosing at school to write to someone in Zimbabwe, uh, not knowing who would even receive that letter. Um, Martin, as someone whose life's direction had changed so dramatically due to the letters, uh, do you think at all ever about uh, the luck or the chance involved in uh, in how this friendship uh, got its start?
2: Definitely. I think definitely was uh, luck. And it was also, you know, uh, I guess a power beyond us that uh, I connected to Caitlin and that she chose Zimbabwe. And if you think where we came from, it was a class of about 50 students. Uh, not all the students participated in the Penpol program. Uh, it was only a handful of students that were chosen. And of those that were chosen, I was very lucky to be paired with Caitlin uh, or to be matched with her letter. because um, the other students who wrote, uh, who followed up after that, they, they, they didn't have a relationship that lasted. So the, the notion of luck definitely cannot be discounted. The notion of um, really some power out there that ensured that me and her connected really meant a lot. And I think uh, from the beginning, that's what really moved us going forward.
0: You know, moving forward to where we are today, um, how did the two of you arrive at the idea to turn uh, your story into a book? Uh, Caitlin?
1: Um, Actually, we never had thought about turning our story into a book. It was really not even a story. It was our life that we lived. And it was just something that we did. And um, I believe Martin can answer that better because uh, he was the one that was approached about it.
2: To add on to onto, uh, what Caitlin said, you know, we just lived our story, our life, the way it was happening. But the more we shared our story to more people, uh, I think a lot of people were very inspired, were touched and thought that this story should be shared with more people so that it can be heard, not just within our circles, but across the globe so that uh, someone out there can know that um wonderful things can still happen in this world. Uh, people can still inspire others, they can still change other people's lives. So we thought that the book would be a fantastic medium uh, to share our story because uh, it will reach many people and it will last forever. And our story will be told you know, to children in Asia, to people in Africa, to, to people in, in, in Europe, Uh, To people in America, our story will be shared across many platforms in different corners of the world. And 100 years from now, everybody will be inspired by our story.
0: Uh, So Caitlin, can I take that to mean, uh, did you you ever have ideas of, you know, that you might someday write a book? Or was this really something you maybe never saw and never uh, foresaw in, uh, in your own life?
1: Well, our mom, she had saved all of our our letters back and forth because she had hoped that someday maybe she would write a book because she thought what we had done together was a wonderful story. But we had never thought, oh, this would make a great story. This was just our lives that we were living. And other people said, this is a wonderful story. And we always said, this is just two children that made the right decision. This was the life that we had lived. And it is a fabulous story, but we had never thought of actually putting it into book form. Um,
0: mm-hmm. So now the book itself uh, moves back and forth uh, between each of your, your viewpoints and perspectives in a way that, you know, really sort of parallels uh, the back and forth of the original letters that you sent to each other. Um, Martin, did that seem to you like a natural way to tell the story kind of going back and forth in the same way?
2: I think it was the perfect uh, way to tell a story uh, because what we wanted to bring about is people to experience what we went through uh, from both sides. We want people to understand Caitlin's perspective, what was going on in her life at that time, uh, and also the same thing that was happening to me in Zimbabwe. Uh, what was going on, you know, from the moment I received the letter from Caitlin and how I wrote back and how Caitlin received the letter, uh, what was happening, essentially a chronological outline of our lives through the letters uh, that we wrote each other and how we grew up through challenges of life, how we grew up uh, through those letters. And so we thought that this back and forth would be really ideal to make any reader Uh, really uh, understand what we're going through, especially through the letters. I think that's the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they have both perspectives, my side as well as Caitlin's side.
0: Mm -hmm. And uh, Caitlin, can you talk a little bit about how you uh, maybe worked with uh, writer Liz Welch in putting the book together and what she sort of uh, brought to the table and how she worked with you?
1: Uh, Liz was absolutely fantastic. I think that pairing us with Liz was just such a wonderful idea um, because she really took our feelings and were able to put them down into words. And she did a beautiful job putting our story into paper. Liz would sometimes do Skype calls with uh, with us, and uh, she came to meet us a couple times when I at my house and we're at Martin's place. So we we were able to meet a couple times to do interviews and phone interviews and Skype interviews, and it was um, just such a great relationship that we formed with Liz.
0: And Martin, uh, at one point in the book, uh, you explain how your mother told you uh, school is your only hope. Um, Are you grateful now for for the pressure that was uh, put on you to succeed academically?
2: Very grateful for the push for me to uh, pursue education uh, vigorously, uh, working hard in school. Uh, You know, it helped build my character. Uh, It helped me being disciplined. And from our culture and growing up in our community, most people didn't have a chance to actually go to school. You know, it's very expensive. Uh, they were very poor. So going to school was such a privilege, uh, having someone to allow you to go to school and afford you to go to school, such a great opportunity. Uh, as we say in our culture that education is the passport to a future. So very, very grateful to grow up in such culture and also very, very grateful for Caitlin uh, to really believe in me when I had trouble paying for my school fees that she spared her babysitting money to really water the seed that is in me uh, in pursuing education so that today I can, um, I can really pursue my dreams And be in places that I never thought I would be if I hadn't pursued that education. So very, very grateful uh, and only think that uh, all other children should do the same. They should pursue their education, work hard in school, uh, learn new things, learn new cultures uh, and push yourself. And um, with education, uh, the, the sky's the limit.
0: Along those lines, uh, Caitlin, uh, the economic uh, gap between how you were growing up in Pennsylvania and how Martin was growing up um, ends up emerging very starkly uh, in the book. Uh, Do you remember uh, from those days when you first began to realize uh, just how different your lives were?
1: I I did. I remember just, um, it was like my eyes were just completely opened to the rest of the world that was there. It wasn't only Zimbabwe, it was the rest of this world that existed before me and it's not just my small bubble of Hatfield and um just I felt very grateful for how I lived and I also at the time felt very sad for how my friend was living even though for him he was he was that was his life and he was used to it but I I felt grateful for my life but sad for his and I knew I needed to do anything to help him
0: Mm -hmm. Uh Martin did you find uh, your your own memories of this time in your life and your school years um very strong in your mind and that they were easy to tap into when uh, writing the book?
2: Uh it was very easy for me to really tap back uh, to the experiences that I grew up, you know, that experience really shaped who I am today. Uh you know, growing through struggle, uh working hard, uh, getting tremendous support from Caitlin Uh, who gave me hope that, uh, you know, it was possible for me to really uh, achieve my dream of uh, uh, getting an education. So that experience really uh, left a very deep mark in my memory that I will never forget. Uh, So it was very easy for me to really recollect, you know, from all the events, um, retelling this story, and really, for me, the important thing was um, I wanted to inspire others to do what Caitlin did to help someone who is thousands of miles away uh, change their life uh, with so much, uh, you know, so much kindness, so much generosity, and really believing in uh, the spirit of, 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 of being a human being, uh, empowering others. Uh, I think for us, we're very young, young kids, and for some people, they think that you know they need uh, huge amounts of money to make a difference. Uh, for you know, if you look at our story, you know, Caitlin really spared uh, some dollars from her babysitting money, and that really not only transformed my life, but it uh, transformed my family's life, it transformed my friends, my my immediate family, my community really the power of one, one young girl uh, from Pennsylvania touching uh, a community in my life uh, and others. So to, 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 to reiterate, uh, the, the experience really uh, is engraved in, in, in me uh, every day and I always am very grateful to where I came from uh, and very grateful for what Caitlin did to, to change my life.
0: And um, Caitlin, uh, your, your correspondence took place at a very specific time in terms of technology. Um, in the late 90s, you know, email wasn't as widespread as it is now. Um, do you think there's a particular value in the time spent to handwrite these letters and to send these physical packages to a pen pal that's different than an email correspondence or are these connections valuable no matter how they're made?
1: Oh, I absolutely think it was different. It was... Um much different with sitting down with pen and paper. I think you really learn the value of patience and waiting for a letter and also the excitement of waiting for a letter. Um, And I think you really got to develop so many emotions for the other person that you're writing with. You know, we were able to sit down and I read his letters. I mean, I read the words that he wrote. And to me, that that was much more valuable than reading, you know, keys that he typed onto a computer I was actually saw what he had written with his hand and to me now as an adult with much more technology looking back I think it made a much bigger impression in our relationship
0: and uh on a different note uh Martin I was curious do you do you frequently now travel back to Zimbabwe either for your professional or nonprofit work
2: yes uh I work uh you know uh, in investing in Africa. So we travel a lot to to Africa, uh, across the continent. So I get to go home, uh, and see friends, family, and also, um, you know, mainly for work really. Uh, that's the, the main, the main reason. Then I have, I come back here, uh, back and forth.
0: And, um, I know you're also involved with this, uh, nonprofit, uh, called, uh, the seeds for, uh, Africa. Can you explain a little bit about what that does?
2: So seeds of Africa, really, it's a nonprofit that I started with some friends. What we wanted to do was to take the spirit of Caitlin, uh, who believed in me. I was her seed, and she grew me, uh, you know, watered me throughout the years, cultivated me throughout the years to be where I am. So, what our mission is, we do the same for other kids that are in Africa. So we raise money, uh, we donate money to kids providing scholarships, books, and other resources so that these kids can also reach their uh, uh, their potential. Uh, there's a lot of school children that cannot afford to go to school. You know, for, for instance, for $10 a, a semester, they can't even go to school, and that really, that $10 can make a difference in their life, can change where they end up. Uh, you know, some of these kids, they could end up, you know uh to be where I am, or they can just uh suck back back into the into into poverty, so we believe that education is really one of the strongest investments uh, that you can make in a human being, and the beauty of investing in Africa in education in Africa is that it's it's very cheap to transform a life, as can be seen in what Caitlin did for me you know what's important is the dedication. Uh, to 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 really go through the process, supporting throughout as Caitlin did uh, until the very end. So we're taking that spirit, and you know, paying it forward. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we can never thank Caitlin enough for how much transformation and help she did to me. So we're helping others by thanking Caitlin by paying it forward, so that there are other kids that we can also help. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I guess finally, uh, Caitlin, I'm not sure, I, I believe you have children and I'm not, I'm not sure how old they are, but uh, do you think you'll uh, encourage them to become pen pals when the time comes?
1: Absolutely. Uh, my husband and I have two young daughters. We have a newborn and a toddler. And as they grow up and get older, I think it would be very wise for us as parents to educate them on the importance of getting to know children around the world and how other children live and compared to how they live and how they're not so different and maybe even nice, kind words that they could write to some child could make a difference in their life. I I believe that it would be very beneficial for our children to be sitting down and uh, physically writing a letter to other children across the world.
0: Well, uh, congratulations again to both of you on the new book, and uh, thank you for speaking with me.
2: Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for having us.
0: Once again, I've been speaking with uh, Caitlin Alafarenka and Martin Gonda, authors of I Will Always Write Back, out in April from Little Brown. Thank you for listening to PW Kids Cast.